Hey, this is Lucky from a grim podcast, A Perilous Adventure. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. True believers! Welcome once again. This is a lost episode within the mythos. Before I left the show and never came back, I, of course, am the guy who sits in this chair. And I am Chuck, and I am joined once again by my CEO, Editor-in-Chief, Supreme Ruler, and Reptilian Overlord of the Professional Casual Network, and the guy with the computer, Tim, and a very special guest this week. You know her, you love her over on House Party Protocol and More Like Gaming. The, the, the cosmic, janky list maker herself, one of my absolute favorite people to guest star ever on this show, Better than that other guy who sat in the chair before. I'm talking about Lexa. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for that uh, quite flattering intro. I, I, uh, I, am, I am nothing if I am not a flattering introer. Had it on my uh, business card. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. a bunch of o's and u's yep. it's actually a really long business card <laughs> yeah it's really long uh of course we are the professional casual network presents wait did i roll a wild in marvel crisis protocol povlog um this is a very special episode because we have a very special guest alexa of course has joined us um i found you through house party protocol Mm-hmm. Um, over, uh, over there, uh, big fan of that show. If you've never checked it out, obviously, um, you stumbled upon this show by complete accident. Uh, <laughs> you've heard of us, but not them. Um, but I love Will over there. At yeah. House Party Protocol. My favorite thing that you do over on that show, very honestly, is, uh, you will make like cosmic janky, like hot takes. And then Will has to try to like make his brain make it make sense but i sit here and go no that totally makes sense i don't know why will's not getting this <laughs> it is absolutely one of my favorite things in the entire world uh how let's let's get let's get to know lexa real quick and by that i mean games played and hobby thoughts have you played any games recently tim have you played any games recently uh and have you hobbied at all um Tim? I mean, you asked two people different questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what order we're supposed to go in here. Listen, this is free form. This is open table. Uh, yeah, so over on the Discord, we've been running uh, kind of like, a, hey, it's the end of the year. Get your stuff painted as quickly as possible because you made a bunch of resolutions. And uh-huh. now's the time to actually do it. Oh, okay. So um, I have a bunch of models in my garage, uh-huh. which I primed in June of 2020. Yep. 
that I think are now just to the point where they should probably be painted. So I might be uh -huh. pulling those out soon. I did check on them. Most right. of them are still there. That's good. Um, and yeah, I think we're going to be getting around to those soon. So okay. actual paint on models, no. Okay. But closer than I've ever been in the last uh -huh. several years to doing so. And I will say this at time of release, not of record, but of release, can you believe how gorgeous that Dormammu, that Blade, and that Moon Knight looked when it came out for you? Holy yeah. smokes. Yep. Man, you did a wonderful job on those. I, I completely agree. Uh -huh. um, also, huge thank you. I want to just give you a shout out here. Uh -huh. I know that you were super against it at first when I said, hey, can you... Don't you dare. Can you do a Green Goblin as if it was the Monarch from Venture Brothers on a butterfly glider? And you were like... Tim, I don't want to do that in any way, shape, or form, but for you, I will. And I'm so glad that you're working on that and that it is near completion and that you've been posting it on Instagram and mm -hmm. things like that so we could see the progress along the way. Really appreciate that. Huge shout out to you. I very much have uh, tasted my own medicine and it is bitter about making things canon on this show, if you say it enough. Um, wonderful. Thank you for that. Uh, Alexa, have you gotten any games in? I know you run a lot of the uh, the TTS leagues, right? You're still in those. No, no, you're no. not anymore. Oh, okay. Were you ever no, in those? It's, uh, I did uh, season four and season five, I think it was, or the last two seasons. Okay, I have done arguably the best seasons there ever were. But it's it's. I have found that I much prefer playing a different list each week rather than playing one list consistently. Sure. Uh, I, I we very much here feel that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, of course, over at twitch.tv slash professional casual network, uh, we run pretty much a new list every week. Mm -hmm. Nothing is ever the same. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, and that's I don't know. I think that's fun. I think it's but, a lot of fun uh, that way. Yeah, but speaking of games that I've gotten to play, uh, and speaking of Twitch, um, every other Monday, I sit down with my some friends from New Jersey, and we play board games on the internet. And this last, uh, at time of recording this last episode, we sat down and played Unfathomable. How is that? Oh, snap, okay. I loved it, but I also, like... I have bought an out of print copy of BSG because I love that game so much. And by God, it's that expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a treat yourself. That's a Bones Day purchase yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That is a that is a solid, solid, <laughs> solid choice. Well, uh, I haven't played anything. I haven't hobbied at all. Um, I threw all my paintbrushes away. I sold. I, Scotty has all of my miniatures. I gave them away. Uh, I'm out of the game forever, as we all know, because I quit the show. Um, let's head over to, of course, our questions for tonight. I'm very excited to get to know Lexa so much more. You, you talked about board games. Let's start from where it all began. What got you into tabletop wargaming? What got you into gaming in general? I want to know all about you. I want to learn. I want to get deep inside. This is 2020. Day, why, did they do the interviews, right? Yeah. This is this is behind the music, a VH1 special. <laughs> Let's deep dive right into it. What got you into the hobby wargaming realm and community? So first, uh, I wanted to respond to the other question you asked me, which was what hobby I've been doing. Oh, I didn't even realize you did some hobbying. Excellent. Let's get into that. Well, so my hobbying is not painting. Okay. I am on the great sleeving quest. 
to sleeve my entire Arkham Horror the card game collection. Gotcha. That is, uh, is that any good? Arkham Horror? I yeah. love, Arkham Horror the card game is my actual, like, major love. I adore that game so much. I feel like uh, I feel like it's something I would enjoy if I actually had any idea what it was. But I look at it and go, too scary. Too scary for me. Is it a deck builder? Uh, it is a cooperative. Uh, so it's, it's uh, have you played Marvel Champions at all? Yes. Yes, I have. So it's Marvel Champions, but with more like somatic storytelling elements. Oh. Um, and set in the HP Lovecraft universe, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's instead of like it's you know how uh they have campaigns in um the like big boxes for Marvel Champions? Yeah. Every single one of those is uh every single Arkham Horror thing is a like big campaign where your choices actually radically change certain scenarios because you're like actually making choices and stuff, and it's like um, so the thing I'm holding in my hand is Pasta Carcosa, um, which has this entire mechanic about whether or not you have conviction or doubt. And that changes mechanically certain scenarios because it's the one centered around Hasta, the king in yellow. Um, and that changes uh, kind of your interactions with the game and uh, like even like some of the fundamental objectives of certain missions. Okay. But also, it's each character has. Uh, I'm not going to dig up the box. Each character has specificities of what classes they can take. So it's like a character may be I can take level zero to five guardian and level zero to two survivor. And that's their card pool. And as you earn XP, you can upgrade your deck from level zero cards to level five cards within those boundaries. And so each character is. Like, in Marvel Champions, you can slot any character into any aspect. Right. This game is very much like these characters are defined by not just their abilities, but what they have access to. Okay. But instead of having uh, a, like, deck of 15 cards that are uniquely theirs, there's a... They have one signature asset, which is a good thing they have, and then one signature weakness, which is a bad thing that resides in their deck. And we'll screw you over at the worst possible time. <laughs> that tracks. Yep. Uh, that sounds rad as hell. Yeah, it does. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, but what other were there other games that you got into that got you kind of more into this hobby, into tabletop board gaming in general? Were you a big video game person? So it's it's my actual origins. Uh, I I had like ships in the night style relationship with a lot of war games um i was technically part of the war gaming club and ran it for a little bit but that was more like administrative than like super in the weeds about it and like i never so i kept using the school's collection not my own collection i've never actually this is the first day game i've actually developed a collection of my own for okay okay um and it's mostly because uh I was vaguely interested in it. And then I saw it in a shop one day when I was there with my sister. And I'm like, my sister's much bigger Marvel fan than I am. She's like all in the MCU and stuff. I have a complicated relationship with the MCU in general and Marvel as well. 
mostly because of the big hand of Disney and and other stuff around that. That's fair. Uh, yeah, it's difficult yeah. to constantly remember that that is there and yeah. also be okay with it. Yep. Well, and it's it's also as a person in the LGBT community, Disney specifically has done the LGBT community very dirty. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And it's like they've the closest we got to good representation is no longer even canon in the MCU because that was The Runaways, which is a great show. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Uh huh. So and they actually they actually took the initiative to get Nico and Caroline together, which is something that never happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I really I never watched the full series. I, I think I only got half part. Is it only one season? The, uh, it's right? three seasons. It's three seasons. There are. Yeah. Okay. So they kind of snuck the last one in there. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I read the comics and really, really, really enjoyed them, and actually, I just absolutely adored. Uh, Caroline and Nico getting together in in the show, and I thought that was probably <laughs> very easily one of the best changes they made, outside of making Gert a lot more prominent in the show than I felt like oh, he yeah. was in the mm-hmm. comics, which was also <laughs> a huge benefit. Well, when you had a character named like Gert, you know, you gotta send it right. Yeah, makes sense. Well, and she also has her emotional support dinosaur. Correct. Yeah, I love dinosaurs. Emotional which, support. Which so. It's I made a, a series of articles about the characters I want to see into Marvel Crisis Protocol, and the top of my list was Arsenic and Old Lace and Sister Grimm for the non-mutants. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, I've regularly said Nico's usually in my top five. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's like right behind uh, Quinn, Quentin Quire. Quentin Quire and, and Phantom X. And, and Phantom X. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the top of my list because I divided it into three things. I did non-mutants, mutants, and characters we already have, but I want to see different versions of. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Um, the obvious number one for the the uh characters we have already seen, but I want different versions of, is I want leader of the Morlock Storm. Oh with yeah. With the Mohawk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the logo to my show. Mm-hmm. It's what I named it after. <laughs> um. But then for mutants, I want the Stafford Kukos. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been preaching. We've been preaching Stafford's for a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd love to see what they could do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's it's I'm a big X-Men fan and I do not trust Disney at all to do the X-Men right. Yeah, fair. I don't uh, know. Be- I, f- I feel like they 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 struck gold on the first one and then they just didn't they just didn't know where else to go with it. Kind of. Well, oh, the second one was all right with the first. So no, it's it's my big thing is that the subtext of uh, X Men being a queer allegory has become text in a lot of ways and a lot of the modern incarnations of X Men, and I do not trust Disney at all to touch that respectfully or well. Sure. Yeah, it's a big ask. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially when you have to make it comfortable for everybody. You know what I mean? And people who probably yeah. don't needed to be comfortable for them right so mm-hmm. um but yeah. um getting back to the story uh my sister's a big marvel fan and i pointed it out and like if i get this would you play this with me because i'm all i love board games in general so i'm always looking for games to play with my family um and she's like sure i'll try it so i picked it up and i just fell in love with the rules and and kind of dug in from there and and really fell in love with this game 
um, to the point where I am actually on my own Discord server creating custom characters. There you go. All right. Uh, I am working on a versus Capcom expansion. Mm. All right. I like that a lot. Yep. Yeah. If I want, I want, uh, I want giant cactus man. What was his name? The sombrero. Uh, Amigo. Yeah. Although, did we ever? Didn't we figure out that was actually a Marvel? No, it was a Capcom character that they made specifically for the game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of three, because I also remember Ruby Heart was also exclusive, and I'm pretty sure there was one other. Yeah. Was it BB? Uh, or she from Darkstalkers? Yeah. BB. BB is from Darkstalkers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm much yeah. more the Marvel three generation than the Marvel two generation. Oh, fair. Okay. That's super fair. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, or was it One Up Arcade has like a a, a drop that's uh. Capcom versus Marvel, like one Marvel superheroes, and then there's another, maybe X Men Children of the Atom or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've been contemplating. I've been contemplating because I just I want to play old school like Marvel versus Capcom and uh, X Men or uh, Marvel superheroes like so bad, but it's hard yeah. to find it. Getting mm-hmm. like a Wesker or a Frank, is it Frank West from? Um... Uh, Frank West is from uh, Dead Rising. Dead, Dead Rising. Rising. I yeah. just want to say Dead or Alive, and I know it's not Dead or Alive no. in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Never. No. Nope. But I know Dead's in the title somewhere. Right, yeah. yeah. That would actually be <laughs> Dead, or Al- Dead or Alive is a very fun but very trashy fighting game series. Yes. yes. Uh, my first love was fighting games. Um, okay. I, grew, I got in on Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but I fell in love with the anime fighters. I Actually, one of my things is I run a weekly fighting game tournament locally. Oh, well, hell yeah. Shoot. What's your feelings on uh, Smash Bros? Uh, that's I I am. It's not the game for me, but it's the game I run the tournament for because with what we have the local scene for. Okay. Um, that tracks. It's uh, but there's a couple people who after the bracket is over, will pull out the new Melty Blood and we'll play that. OK, OK, that sounds awesome. Yeah, but um. If if we want to go back to like my origins of board gaming, it's I picked up the original Occam Second Edition at a con, probably twenty two thousand nine, and fell in love with that game, and that kind of kickstarted my board gaming addiction. Okay, that makes I like that. That's a great one to start with, too. Yeah, it, it sets is. the bar yeah. pretty high, but it's a great one to start with. Yeah, I mean, and and the. The Arkham Files series has continued to get better and better as time has gone on. I actually prefer Arkham 3rd Edition to Arkham 2nd Edition because it's a lot less janky. Okay. Yeah. I have never played any of them. Again, too scary. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, uh, I, I dig it. So we, we know what attracted you to Marvel Crisis Protocol. You love the game. You love the uh, game. Mm-hmm. So what? Rule structure. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um. But what has kept you around this long and what made you get into creating content for the game? So what what's kept me around is the jank and specifically the way that you can construct teams and put plug and play everyone. It feels very freeform. It's it's. I've done a lot of card games and role playing games. Um, I've talked about Akuma the card game. I also play all. Of, I also own all of Marvel Champions. I play Magic a bit. Not super heavily, but a bit. Um, I also 
recently have fallen in love with the Vampire the Masquerade card game. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's yeah. There's a huge scene for that in, uh, somewhat locally here, like an hour away. Is there really? In Binghamton, yeah. Like, huge. Oh. Yeah, uh, Rivals or Jihad? That I don't know. I, the <laughs> only reason I'm aware of it is I was we, I did some um, Mind's Eye Theater LARPs oh, in yes. that area, and I, uh, I always played a bunch of that afterwards. So it's, uh, I ran a local LARP scene in my final year of college. I ran a Sabat LARP. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. So that's rad as hell. So we were never uh-huh. allowed to play Sabat. Uh, always had to be a Venture or a Toreador, I think was what yeah. I always got stuck as, but, but yeah. So, uh, no. So I started out as a character and transitioned into, um, being an ST, but my character, until I transitioned to being an ST, was a ghoul that they had not blood bonded properly, so was selling all of their secrets to the local Giovanni. Oh, all right. <laughs> I've always had a huge soft spot for the Giovanni, too. Just vampires that talk uh, to ghosts, just hold, it's just it's so neat. They're, they're the incest mob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Again. Too scary. Couldn't play it, guys. <laughs> I get. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a scared little boy. You know what I mean? Um, but what made you get into content creation for this game specifically, and what makes you kind of stick around and keep doing it? So, um, what I got into content creation through is doing the last Illuminati meeting. Uh, which, yeah, for those that don't know, the Illuminati is a big project of content creators, kind of doing a year-end re- recap that uh, Jacob. Viva Protocols does each year. Um, he made the observation, and one of them made the observation and statement that they all were middle-aged white guys. And they would really like to see more diversity in the scene. And I was like, yeah, I'm a trans woman that is also probably a decade younger than most of the other content creators. Um, so I felt that as a call to action. And um, so I actually reached out to Jacob and Will. I, I, and that's really where I got my first, I, I had, I, I was already in the planning stages of creating Morlocks when I did my first show on House Party Protocol. And that really gave me a feel for how podcasting works and stuff. And I got a lot of behind the scene tips from both Will and Jacob, who ended up becoming my first two guests on the show. All right. Okay. Right. Um, and, um, I also have a lot of respect for Jacob because he put out a interview with, uh, a TO for war machine, a trans woman TO for war machine. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca, if I remember correctly, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I want to, I want to say that was, yeah, Rebecca sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and, and, he let me know behind the scenes and I'm kind of blowing up his spot, but I think this is super admirable. He released it specifically before my first episode came out because he wanted to head off any conversation about transness in the community before I stepped into the ring. And I respect that so fucking much. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, cool. Dope. I love it. I, I, I love your content. Again, you were probably one of my favorite guests over at House Party Protocol. Um, you know, Nate can take a hike as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they, you know, 
But let's let's get the gloves off. Let's start throwing some punches. Let's get in to some questions curated by our Discord. Of course, if you head over to patreon.com slash professional casual for as little as $1, you can get access to our Discord. We got some hot questions coming in. Let's get right into it. With the current state of the game and all the changes that are occurring to the core rules and the character changes, where do you see the game going both in structure and how it's played and the casual meta as a whole? Go ahead. I'll let Alexa go first. Insist. So I think that's a big, complicated question. I agree. Yeah, that's it is a super complicated question. That's why I like asking it. And it's not something that I feel 100% qualified to talk about because I come at it from such a different direction than all the other content creators. Um, if For those that don't know, let, let me speak about my podcast quickly. Uh, I do a, podca- a weekly podcast called Morlocks, which is about finding new homes for the last and forgotten characters in Marvel Crisis Protocol. And is um, kind of, we, we talk about a character each week And we build a list around them that doesn't include any of their affiliations, basically, is kind of the way we structure it. So it's it's about um, putting them in, bringing them out of affiliation and and kind of showcasing a character, even if they're not the best character in the game. We we want to showcase them and make them the best possible, because even if they're not a good piece, they are still representing someone's favorite character from Marvel, Marvel Comics. And I think it's important to give people a place to play those characters. And I think the changes that have been made, one to the core rules, I think the 10 tactics cards is a fantastic choice. I am, I have mixed emotions about the gem changes, but I think they are overall good. It just means I can't play my like, because I defined a list known as Spy- Santa Spider Fez. Yep, the famous Spider Foes. The Thanos Spider Foes list, uh, absolutely adore that list. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I never brought it because it felt like I could win with it. So I was like, nope, <laughs> I immediately am never going to bring this list. But uh, it is one of my favorite lists to see run, like, ever. Yeah. I, I will say retroactively, um, having played so much MCP with you, uh-huh. now having listened to a whole bunch of Lexus stuff, uh-huh. finding out that when you tell us things like, you know, actually there's this list going around the X, Y, or Z <laughs> that it's just been you stealing all of her gimmicks. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yep. <laughs> For like a while. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So let's see. Have you played uh, Unaffiliated Condition List? No. No. I, and Tim is all unaffiliated. That's his favorite type of list. <laughs> <laughs> like... <clears throat> So it it vacillates between unaffiliated and leaderless A-Force just because there's just enough characters that play in the condition game to play it in A-Force to randomly get affiliation at certain point values. But it's uh, Hawkeye, Star-Lord with a power gem, uh, Scarlet Witch, Crystal, and uh, uh, Agent Widow. Ooh, I like that a lot. Uh, you just you just wrote his list for next yeah, Monday. Yeah, which is in there. I kind of like all the others are well, bonuses. But, and Chris, and then too. you you get to play kick them while they're down. Yeah, which is yeah. such a funny card. And because you're playing both Agent Widow and Hawkeye, you can play professionals. You know, I don't think I've ever used them ever in the same list before, so I've never even read what the card does. <laughs> so professionals is an extract steal. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. On a tactics card. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, <laughs> it's a card that exists. I think I've read it once and then uh, keep getting confused because I never know how to actually pronounce Black Widow's real name and then immediately just stop reading the card. Mm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. usually that's usually where I'm at with that. Um, but it's a, I also don't run Hawkeye because Hawkeye is dumb. He's not good, and I don't think anybody should ever bring him ever. Uh, we ran him a lot when we first. Yeah, I am aware of that. He yes, dropped, he dropped right off the the, the face. Of the yeah, earth. and then I had him two shot uh, Taskmaster in one game, and I've just refused to ever acknowledge that he exists in my life ever again. So, um, I uh. the the other favorite list of mine is I've been working on death and taxes. Ooh, what's that? What's that one do? So Death and Taxes is an idea that I have stolen from Magic the Gathering. Okay. And it is your your core crew it crew is uh Loki with the Mind Gem, Groot, and Deadpool. And you are playing a tax list. You are making all of their superpowers cost more. And you're murking with the mouthing everyone. That you can, yeah. And then you you support it with big control pieces like Jean Grey and Scarlet Witch with no more mutants. So when they do end up having to pay like four or five for that throw, you can just say, no, you don't. Yeah, I dig that. I mean, I was I was on I was on board when I heard uh, the first uh, character being Loki with a mind gem. So I'm I'm all I'm all here for this. This sounds dope. I'll never play it right, but it sounds dope. Like, yeah. So it's I was in the introductory three box league um, for the three box challenge. And I did a three box version of Death and Tactics where uh, my 17 point list was Loki, Mind Gem, Groot, Deadpool, Red Skull, Bob. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh my god! I rarely get to see Tim this giddy. This is exciting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, it's funny because like we try to come up with like themed lists here on the show, and it's uh, you know everybody's got tentacles. Uh, that's the theme for this list, and you just gave Tim like. Four weeks worth of of content. He yeah. is just ecstatic about it. Yeah, yeah. I want to do a bunch of bu- dumb stuff. Yeah, probably won't win. It's going to make a whole bunch of people mad. Yep. Yeah, you were. Oh, done I. Friend, if so you want fine. that type of content, I am the place to go. Yeah, yeah. apparently I've been yeah. missing out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've only in the I've only gotten the house party protocol information. You know what I mean? Like that's all I've been getting. So uh, that is I. Oh, I absolutely absolutely adore mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I I have also there's the inhuman uh, Red Skull Inhumans list. Yes, which is I ran that for my league for the league that we ran. We did the uh, the Infinity War league, and I ran yeah. that Red Skull Inhuman battery list, and it is a delight of a list. Yeah, yeah, and then also, uh, have you ever played Red Skull and Venom together? No, no uh, I haven't. No, but I think it has been done on the sh- on the channel one time, maybe. But it was so, Dan, the so th- probably did it wrong. So the thing you do is you send Red Skull and Venom off on a C, and then Red Skull can reposition Venom, and then that side of the C is just every every attack goes into Venom no matter what because Red Skull just hail Hydras into Venom, and then Venom counterattacks. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, 
I'm so glad we had this episode. Uh, <laughs> when May rolls around and I'm back to playing, I this is going to be a joy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Taylor would love that list. Taylor, Taylor. Just wants to use Venom. He doesn't care how. He just wants yeah. reasons to use him. Yeah. Well, uh, Wargaming War Dad created this great counterattack list. That is, it's Web Warriors, uh, 15 threat, uh, Miles, Venom, Daredevil, and uh, 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 Saber Tooth. Yeah, didn't didn't you run that, or was that Dan? That was Dan. Yeah, Dan ran it. Yeah, yeah we uh, we love Wargaming Dad here uh, on the show, uh, specifically because he tells us everything that we get wrong constantly. Yeah, every and week. we have yeah. no idea how to play. Yeah, we we have no idea. If it wasn't for him and Raven's Guard, we would have. Yeah, we a would. Lot more our content would be way worse than it already is. Trust me, like it's yeah. it is a miracle that man exists. Um, but but as uh, going back to the question, yes, um, I think as this is going forward, I think I've liked all the character changes that I've seen so far. Um, the only one that I'm a little bit sad about is Star Lord, but it's for reasons that would not make him good. Okay. Uh, because I, I like the distinct identity of Guardians being a place where you could bring Silver Bullet Tactics cards that may come up. And if they do come up, they're exceptionally powerful. But if they don't come up, you can pitch them for cost. Yeah, that's And fair. taking that away means that a lot of those really Silver Bullet cards are going to get pushed out because they have no home. So I could see that. Do you feel with the the team tactics roster increasing to ten that they might still make it onto the list, or do you well, still it's, see that being it's, cut off? It's it's not that they would. I've I've had many a games where they make it to the list but don't make it to the squad. Yeah, and it was in Guardians. You had this ability to put them into your squad because they may be. They may not be obvious silver bullets on the table, but if they do come up, they can just destroy someone. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and this is especially with character-specific cards like Daughters of Thanos. That is an exceptionally good card that is very situational, and you don't know whether that situation is going to come up until you play the game. Correct. Right. Right. Yep. Um, I... I, I we have i've said it at least i think once on the show uh back when i was on it um that i uh i'm very excited that they raised the count from eight to ten but i'm still probably going to end up taking the same five cards that i would normally take anyway yeah. i would kind of like to see them maybe increase it to six tactics cards mm -hmm. instead of five that's just me but i always want more tactics cards anyway okay. so it's it's i i don't think that can happen because they have balanced convocation around those five tactics cards absolutely yep and and that uh, once again as i have stated well in the show long before i left um that uh convocation is the worst and i don't and i don't because i don't get it i don't understand how the uh the group works so it's bad well, specifically here in the U.S., yeah, we definitely don't get it. Yeah, we definitely don't. Yeah, we at some, I, I have, at some point. I have done some list building around convocation because it's the way Morlocks works as, is as soon as something is announced or, or the card is shown off or we have an affiliation document or anything, we go with it. So we've been building under the assumption of the new rules since the mini stravaganza. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. And so we've built a couple convocation lists. We've built a couple Midnight Suns lists. Um, and they're all really interesting. 
So does very specifically, if you've been building lists with uh, convocation, have you thrown where where's Baron found his found his home? Have you thrown him into the unaffiliated uh, status effects list? Or so Baron is also in the unaffiliated status condition list. He is also mini Thanos in the spider foes list uh, in basically any spider foes list now. Okay. Because he does. The big thing you were using Thanos for was his extra dice on attacks because the spider foes builders, for the most part, if you're looking at Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and to a lesser extent, Venom, because Venom gets so many of them, all of them are balanced around the fact that they are a specific dice amount and get way scarier when you add dice, especially Doc Ock. Yeah. And also, uh, Spider-Foes is an exceptionally tanky team. Very much so. So, getting them... So, the one damage cost is not scary. So, Baron Mordo has been a big player in Spider-Foes lists that I have been working on recently. Um, because he does, especially for uh, Doc Ock, he does insane stuff with Doc Ock. Because... Uh, as I refer to him, Doc Ock, the best Doom Prophecy target in the West. Uh, I buy that. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, that sounds that sounds solid. So the the math behind it is his builder some suddenly does an average of five point five successes in attack when you Doom Prophecy him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because his wilds counting double, and it can, and he is the spikiest character in the game. Yep. Yes, he is. Yep. And he really takes a, a black dwarf to the face really, really well uh, if you need him oh, to. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah been, been there, done that a couple of times. The good news uh, is because he also has used Ebony Moss since that day. <laughs> that's that's really so. true. Yep, that's accurate. Uh, like he, because he also has a really good stat line for three threat because he's a four three four. Yeah, yeah. We were going over him a few episodes ago, and I was like. Why do why are people not taking him more? He's a solid, I mean, slightly basic, but still solid. Well, three threat. And there's always that difference because there's why aren't people taking him? And there's why aren't we specifically taking him? Because we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, but I feel like nobody talks about him. Oh, fair. Yeah, I I feel like most spider foe lists, maybe just because we got all the new characters and things like that. But I feel like he's never in that list. Like he's never in a roster. But then again, I don't pay attention. So well, so I've also started splashing Doc Ock into Criminal Syndicate so that Criminal Syndicate can access well laid plans. Mm. Oh, yeah, I forget that that's not that's not affiliated. Yeah, I forget that that's not actually affiliated. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm hearing it for the first time. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely unaware of it. Yeah, my bra- no, no. My, my brain just unlocked. <laughs> so it's my original pitch for before we got all of the spoilers for like the second wave of Spider Foes. My pitch for what Spider Foes identity should have been was: we don't have any affiliated tactics cards. We just have a pile of duo cards because we are this loose conglomeration of people who don't really get along, but just hate this one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though when we get a second Spider Foes leader, I have already put down my my choice will be Prowler. Okay. Okay. Because then we get the person who hates Miles Morales and the person who hates uh Peter Parker as your two leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually sounds really solid. Yep. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, the the short list is always J. Jonah Jameson. Everybody wants a J. Jonah Jameson two threat, uh, but but it makes a lot. I like Prowler a lot better. I think that would actually be a super solid choice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I have it may be out by the time this episode comes out, but I'm working on an article on uh, secondary leaders for all the year one and like year one and a half affiliations, basically. Okay. Actually, super dig that. I dig that. I really want more affiliation leaders. Who's mm-hmm. who's on your short list for Asgardians? Uh, short list. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, you have, of course, Jane Foster. Yeah. Either as Valkyrie or as Thor. Um, I personally want to see the uh combo pack of uh Jane Foster Valkyrie and Rona Valkyrie. All right. Uh, for those that don't know, Rona is basically the uh, 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 Thor Ragnarok Valkyrie turned into a comic book character like they do occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and, and they've been working on like rebuilding the Valkyries as a faction in the comics recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I could see is them choosing one of the ex, uh, one of the Asgard villains. Because Asgard is both a good and bad person affiliation. Mm-hmm. And getting a like representative leader for the bad guys, I could see. I, I could very much see a situation where like I don't know if they do a rework on on like Hella or or something or something of that nature, but then just kind of like we always when we think Asgard and adding characters to it, we always think the you know, oh well, you know, we could add Odin or the dude with the bridge, the sword guy, and and I'm dull. Yeah, yeah, Suter maybe. Right, but I never, I always forget that. Like, oh, Asgard's actually kind of blanket both bad and good. Yeah, slept. Yeah, and obviously be the the go to. <laughs> yeah, and then much in the same way, I think you could have a representative character for Wakanda for the bad side because Wakanda includes Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very true. It's very true. And get a couple more of the Black Panther villains in there. Who are some of the other Black Panther villains? Claw. I, Claw. Well, so Claw is my pick for one of the possible criminal syndicate leaders. Okay. Yeah. That actually, that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Claw and Madame Mask are my two picks there. Madame Mask. I'm not familiar with her. So, Madam Mask, one second. Let me find her. Uh, Because I recently got the Disney Villainous, uh, uh, Marvel Villainous expansion. Oh. Um, Which is... uh, Leave it to Marvel Villainous, stepping it up and bringing in, like, characters we've never heard of. So, uh, you will hear of her soon because she is coming in the Hawkeye series. Oh, baller. Okay. Oh, uh, but she is, uh, she is. So the the expansion is Loki, Modok, and Madame Mask. I mean, all right, pretty into that actually. Yeah, and that's actually pretty dope. Yeah, um, but Madame Mask is another kind of like criminal underworld person. Um, you can see her on the key art there. Oh, all right. Yeah, I've no, I've never seen that character before. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's traditionally like a Hawkeye, Kate Bishop villain, from my understanding, and deals a lot with like actual like mafia gangs and stuff, okay. much more than Kingpin does. I am 
absolutely jazzed for Hawkeye for them to introduce Kate Bishop. I want to see some more stuff around Cassie Lang and actually flesh mm-hmm. out the Young Avengers. I am absolutely stoked for that. Him and have his Young Avengers. Wiccan finally like actually in something. Oh! <laughs> so the thing I expect them actually to do is do champions. Oh, yeah, because you got Miss Marvel, right? And yep, Miss Marvel, and it would give them a reason to bring in Miles Morales into the main universe. And Nova. Yes. And and I'm honestly surprised that Miss Marvel did not come with the champion's leadership. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I think that was, it was well recorded, documented on our show that Tim said it would be the first box he didn't get because he really was unhappy with that character and the character design. So I don't know. I guess we'll see if you end up with it or not. Um, but felt like they should have made her a baller, and I didn't think that the the card necessarily made her a baller. That's all. But this gives them now more reason to do like a four threat baller. Uh, yeah, and make and make her a champions leader. Mm-hmm. They, there's a couple other people they could pull in to be champions leaders. Um, Amadeus Cho. Fuck yeah! Sorry, <laughs> I don't know if we can say that on the show, but. <laughs> That's where that's where you're at. I really like Amadeus Cho, bud. Okay, again, a character yeah, I've never best heard. Best Hulk, of. in my personal opinion. But oh, okay. I, oh, oh, I I disagree because Joe Fix that exists. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dan says that too. Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. Joe Fix it also on my short list for uh, possible criminal syndicate leaders that I want to see. All right. I mean, he's got a sweet hat. That's true. I mean, what are you gonna it's, do when you it's mobster yeah. hulk what what do you expect yeah, yeah it's it, it's absolutely accurate it is absolutely accurate um okay let well let, let let's get let's get back we have one more hot topic question it's what what was sorry i'm having a stroke apparently what aspect Listen, of the game thinking of joe fix it does that but yeah that's fair that's <laughs> what aspect of the game do you love the most and what aspect do you wish uh would be improved and how uh i love kind of the um versatility of this game mm-hmm. it between both on the mechanical end that allows them to do the event kits like vibranium heist the ultimate encounters the separation anxiety all of that stuff and the plug and play nature where you which allows for list building to be so dynamic mm-hmm. All of that is is really good. The, the one thing that I absolutely adore about this game and kind of piggybacks off of uh, what you just said is I never feel like if there's a character I really want to use just because I want to use them, whether they're good or bad or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. I never <laughs> really feel like I am super heavily taxed for fielding them anyway. I can yeah. field them in someone else's affiliation. I can field them in their own. Like it's just other mm-hmm. than Vi- other than Viper. Other than, well, listen, I feel Viper plays personally, but uh, all right, all right. I, I can throw Bullseye in any list I want, and it's fine because he's Bullseye. And if I roll bad, he's going to do some damage anyway. That's that's uh, my boy. Uh, my my Bullseye is notorious for rolling three to four successes on four die builders. Yeah, he, he's the only <laughs> character I can do anything with for whatever reason. It's crazy. He doesn't even have a five strength build, and he's you know like it's it's insane. <laughs> it's nuts around well, here. Well, you guys have seen the changes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Our Discord literally exploded. Uh, I'm pretty sure the server is just gone now because Tim lost his mind when that. And I, what have they done to my boy? Yeah, he was perfect the way he was. (laughs) And I look, I'm looking over the card. I'm like, 
they just changed it to a two threat and he's like yo how could they do this <laughs> no one else took him he was just mine he was my special and now it's gone now everyone likes him hey i took him as well all right i appreciate that because <laughs> i always i always liked him i never had a problem with him i felt but like it, it also took a means, motivation it also means now sin cabal can go as white as guardians yeah because yeah. they now have two in affiliation, two threats. Yep. That's Which now means we can do seven wide at 16. Oh, yeah. You all right over there, bud? Yeah. You having a moment? You going to be okay? <laughs> Can't wait for that PDF to come out so we can do that. Uh, and then eight wide at 19, so adding in a Baron Zemo. <sighs> Tim, the, everything's coming up, Tim. All we yeah. need is Young Avengers in this game, and he can quit. Like, he can leave. He'll be happy. Mm -hmm. um, what aspect of the game do you think it needs to be improved on and how? Um, I, there's, there's some stuff, of course, we always rant every week, it seems like, here at, at Wait Did I Roll Wild. But uh, what aspect do you think needs maybe the slightest bit of improvement and how? I think extracts need to never score more than secures because it plays a game style that I think is actively bad for the game. I, 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 could, I would tracks. agree to that. I would absolutely agree to that. Yep. That tracks. I would also kind of, I don't keep away. It's not fun. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a good, yeah. it's not a good gameplay. Yeah. It's, especially, especially when you play against somebody who only ever brings long uh, movers. And then uh, you just want to play fun characters that also are big, beefy boys uh, who are <laughs> slow. And then it's just a, not a fun game of him just running around. And then you get mad and you flip the table. And then it's like, you can't come on the stream anymore because you flipped the table and broke the camera. It's like a whole thing. And I just don't appreciate it. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. I flipped that table again. Yeah, you should be. It's ridiculous. You know, but it, it's it's um. To make to make a more salient point, I think keep away is only interesting when it's a late game decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it's a round two decision, that means you don't get to roll a lot of dice. And I think the best part of this game is rolling dice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like very much like a comic book, the the best parts are the beat em up parts, not the them running okay. away parts. Yeah, you know. Uh, the only time I ever actually play Keep Away is when I'm doing a uh, secure Keep Away with Mystique leaded Brotherhood and just being an asshole because you run Mystique, Sabretooth, and uh, Quicksilver. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a place where Viper shines. Yeah, I can see that actually. Can you stop giving Tim content? Because he is—he's like literally just writing this all down right now. He's just like, "All right, so all long movers in Brotherhood. This tracks. Okay, this is great. I can play Keep Away. I can blame it on someone else. It's yep. not my fault. Listen, yep. I'm just playing this other list. Yep. Well, no, and it's not even playing Keep Away. It's playing Rope It Up because you're going from one secure to another and just leaving your little hat behind. Well, cross. Well, the enemy crossbones is just trying to keep up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, huffing his little. It <laughs> tracks. Yeah, you got crossbones, Modoc, mm -hmm. and Venom on the other side because we wanted to take a big bony list or something weird like that, and they're just trying to run around, not being able to move. Yeah. Oh, that's a good time. They're that's immune like, to slow though, which is cool. They're not immune to slow. They can still get a slow token. They don't get slower. That means they're immune to slow. 
All right. No, because we have all webbed up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Which means there's yeah, a functional yeah. difference between being immune to slow and just yeah. having a short move. Yeah, because I thought, remember that one time I thought I figured out how to uh, get rid of Cable and then I found out, no, that wasn't true because he's immune to poison because he's the best character in the game. Because he's <laughs> immune to poison, that's how it works. Yeah, all the best characters are immune to poison. Um, let's talk about our topic for tonight, round robin style. We are talking about the best character that you are sleeping on, a topic that we all love here. Oh, yeah. I love talking about characters that people are not taking, not giving enough credit to. Um, the I built a career on it. <laughs> I, literally, yes, exactly. There is, there is, there are people out there. I very much think there is a very quiet majority of people who who like that kind of that content and that style. That's kind of why we started this whole show. Yeah, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll go first. I'll, I'll talk about my character first and get this going right off the bat. I want to talk about Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man was a character that only got taken in crime syndicate. If you had enough points to do it. Um, Ant-Man is one of my favorite characters in this game uh, because he is just, as we all know, I love a good movement shenanigan, Tim. Yeah. I'm a big fan of movement shenanigans and we got that transformation uh ability like that was the introduction of transformation which i absolutely love because once again little hippity hoppies you get little hippity hoppies <laughs> and a free three inch range placement with that character it was when that character came out, i was like oh i'm all in i'm all in i bought I, it was the only box i was able to get at that time um and i was super super excited and i super loved it but it seemed like nobody was taking him mainly because he was only affiliated with avengers Sam Wilson wasn't out yet, and he did not benefit from Steve Rogers. He is the oh, yeah. strongest uh, range one attack in the game. <sighs> that is accurate. Yes, that is a true <laughs> statement. So do you want some spice now? Because I have some spice for Ant-Man. Oh, give me the spice. Sprinkle it on me. Let me know. I want so that, I want that are, Alexa dust. If, if you are playing either Ant-Man or Wasp in a, a list that also includes Mystique, you can use Pym Particles on Mystique's turn so they can't wait for impact the throw that you're doing. What? Excuse you? Excuse me? Because uh, uh, Pym Particles, uh, which is the Ant-Man-specific tactics card, can be played on any players on any character's turn. And so if you're doing it, much like if you're doing Wakanda Forever on Mystique's turn, it benefits from the shapeshifter ability, which prevents uh, reactive team tactics cards and reactive abilities from happening. My brain just broke. (laughs) Oh, that is rad. Can you stop giving Tim great ideas? Because look at his. Oh, my. I've never, I just need to read cards. Yeah. Like, is that what people have been doing? This yeah. Time? Yeah. It, OK, I, so for the first part of season five league, I played a doomed prophecy Wakanda list. That was Mystique, another character I will bring up in a minute. And then uh, Black Panther Shuri Akoi at 15. And you could Wakanda forever on Mystique's turn at while she is doom doom prophesied and just destroy the entire board oh yeah wow yeah doom prophecy on mystique gross rapid firing yeah 
I just got acid <laughs> reflux thinking about that. That's that makes me not want to play this game anymore. <laughs> uh, it went one and two because I got KO two games in a row. Oof. Uh, I mean, fair. High risk, high reward is uh, uh-huh. camera. The other camera thing says the other thing. Uh, did you know that uh, Black Panther's pounce is once put activation, not once put on. So when you all you've got him, you get an extra pounce as well. That's probably something I've overlooked many, many a times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only time I've ever used it, all you've got is <laughs> turn one Thanos. Round one with Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's accurate. <laughs> to prove a point. <laughs> to prove a point and then proceeded to win the game anyway. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, man. It was. It was uh, Dan loves that. I bring that up. I found out. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was so good. But I listen, I love Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man is really, really good. Of course, Crime Syndicate is where everybody had been putting him for a while because he, while he can't pick up extracts, he can still hold secures. He counts as two. He's really, really hard to move off. I loved him in Web Warriors. I used to run him all the time in Web Warriors, and I loved him in there. Because when he's in small form, he gets that additional uh, defense reroll. And if he's on an objective, he gets to reroll a skull. I, I, I love Ant-Man. I, I did not look until I pretty much got here at Xavier Protocols. Only, I guess 10 people take him now in the newest uh, yeah. season. I, and that's I'm going to assume because of Sam Spam. I guess <laughs> I, I don't I don't actually oh, know why. Criminal Syndicate's been fleshed out a little bit with some of the new spider foot editions as well. Yeah, well, so uh, the other okay. thing you could do with Ant-Man that made him really good in Spider-Foes, uh, not in Spider-Foes, in uh, Criminal Syndicate, mm-hmm. um, is because on Gamma Shelters specifically, uh, you wait till last activation, and if they only leave one person on that back point, you can get Ant-Man all the way across to the back point with his double medium move transform and ring to be placed and win the back point turn one. Mm, yep. <clears throat> that makes sense. That sounds like a really good strategy that I should probably do. Well, the other thing, too, that a lot of people forget about Ant-Man is that normally to interact with a, um extract or a secure, depending on which one it is, you got to be within range one of it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the range of Ant-Man's punch, range one. So you know if you plant Ant-Man right on that objective, if they want to get near it, they have to get within range of the ant punch. Which I'm mm-hmm. really terrified of because it's the strongest range one attack in the game. It's the strongest builder on a three threat. Yeah. 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 I mean, pint size punch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a wax a wallop. I would like still like for somebody to explain the science behind it of how that actually works. How whatever. Um so it's from my understanding, and this is all comic pseudoscience. Okay. I mean, I, I get understand that. Um, it's because ants, uh, and especially a lot of things smaller in size, have more strength than their body weight. Uh-huh. Um, and being able to, and from my understanding, he keeps his weight in his smaller form, but gains the proportional strength that someone of the size would have compared to weight. Okay. He's still just as dense as a five foot ten dude punching you, except it's the size of a quarter. So yeah, it's, it's smaller surface area, uh, same force. Yeah. 
Oh, that's dumb. I still don't get it. Uh, but that, that's, I mean, look, I, I always love the character. I think he's a lot of, I think he's a lot of fun. Um, Lexa, who, who, who have you chosen? Let's talk about him. Who you uh, Agent Widow. Agent Widow, a character that I think we've only ever seen once, maybe twice on our show. And I know Dan tried to doom prophecy and f- just yeah yeah not did not go the way he had planned i remember that much okay Um, you want a fun doom prophecy list with her i've got more ideas okay 15 a fourth affiliated she hulk hulk agent widow (laughs) and your and your your tactics card suite is um doom prophecy all you've got um gamma launch and agents of smash because you can gamma launch on anybody's turn. So in the middle of your Doom Prophecy, if you kill everyone, you can gamma launch her two more targets. So she gets a range five place in the middle of her Doom Prophecy turn. Oh, that's adorable. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. That is that is dope. I love that. <laughs> I might play that against Taylor this week. And New Hulk looks terrifying too. Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah, I'm so you super give him the extra. You give him the extra power gen from the A Force affiliation ability. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, that is that just sent chills down uh, my spine. I like the idea because she definitely either way is like singing lullabies into into both of their ears the, on the field the entire time, just trying yeah. to get them to calm down. I oh that's adorable I love it I love oh, yeah it so but hard. my big thing about Agent Widow is she is repeatable VP out of scenario okay because she has her interrogate ability where if she's within two of a dazed model at the uh, during the cleanup phase she gets to pay three which she very consistently has the power for because she gets flat power gen uh, of two power per action off of her pistols. Um, and she gains you an extra VP. Oh, I always forget that that's on there. I I won't lie. I it took me forever to get the the model painted up because I just the model didn't do much for me, and it took me a while to figure out how I actually wanted to 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 paint it. That I don't even think I actually ever really looked at the card. Like I know it exists. I know I looked at it, but I don't think I actually retained any of its information. That's fair. Mm-hmm. She also has the really good combination of potting shot and stealth, which basically means double tapping her is new impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the two threat Black Widow really needs that, especially when she's going up against Bullseye. Um, yeah. So like, and it's difficult because like, Ant Man has a range one attack, the strongest one in the game. So uh-huh. like, being able to parting shot away from range one to get into stealth range, so he can't. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, that tracks strength there. Yeah, that tracks for you. Yeah. Um, it's like they have to be right up on you for you for your short move not to get you out of range three, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have to be within range one for you not to get out of range three. Because um Yeah. So it's it's range one is half of range two, and then range three is is double range two. Um, and a short move is slightly bigger than range two. So you need to be within that differential between range two and uh, the short move of range two of your opponent. And then you get out of out of dodge and into stealth range. And even if you don't, 
there's a lot of characters that only have range two attacks and you're automatically getting away from a double attack from them. Yep. Yep. That tracks. I like that. Okay. Uh, you, you also have, um, in there, you also have an ability that gives out automatic poison. Which, now that we have people like Omega Red, that suddenly becomes a lot more important. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of her at all when Omega Red first came out. Like, we were super yep. excited for Baron. Because we were yeah. like, oh, you get poison all over the place. You can start doing this and really crank up that. that so, so I've for something to do kind of thing. I've been playing Criminal Syndicate with Omega Red and Proxima Midnight. Because her Spear Throw, which is her reposition tool, has a wild poison on it. Yep. Yep. And Starburst and she's a, too, right? Yep. Mm. And she's very tanky for her point value. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And she can, out of activation, kill someone. Because if they're not if they're not careful, they can attack into her. She can martial prowess, and then if they deal no damage, they can oh, yeah. daze themselves. Constantly forget she has martial prowess too. Yeah, she's a yeah. solid three. She's yeah, no, she's great. Too with long yeah. movement. Yeah, on a three. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't take her every week. I was, <laughs> and then someone flipped out on me. All you do is take twos and proxima midnight every week, and I was like, I never, I definitely never said that. That that must have been Dan. Um. I, I yeah I so man I maybe I have to go start looking at Agent Widow a lot more because this unlocked a lot of weird stuff yeah, in my brain yeah. and yeah. and she is also a great Doom Prophecy target between Doom Prophecy and all you've got you can do a sixty four dice turn yep that that so that's how I've only ever known her to be yeah is yeah. the is the is the Doom is the Doom Bomb Widow whatever it was called there yeah. Widow Bomb. Widow Bomb, that's what it was called. I knew it was something mm. weird. As as coined by Turn Zero Gaming. Yes. Our friends over at Turn Zero Gaming who don't know we exist most of the time. <laughs> even though I reference <laughs> them I reference them constantly in our in our posts and they just they they don't they don't answer my calls. Just like just like Will. Um the other <laughs> Will. What's <laughs> Dallas no, Dallas, that's who I meant. Dallas doesn't return your phone calls. Yeah, correct. yeah. I'm trying to remember all the gimmicks we have here on the show, and I can't remember most of them. Yeah, it's been um, a while since you've been up. Yeah, well, you know, when I left the show. Um, Tim, who yeah. you got? I have Nebula. Okay. And hmm. the reason for it is because I like her a lot. Yep. I didn't put a whole ton of thought into this. That's fair. But um, I don't like to do what... I guess the the common terminology within the community of MCP calls it uh, scoring points. <laughs> so, yeah. if I can run up there with with Nebula and just just going some some fools, sure. Mm-hmm. I, she heals. She gets re rolls. She gets the defensive re rolls. She's got everything. I guess I don't know why people don't like her. It's, she's got, it's, she's she's got sword she's, shock assault. Short. short Oh, sword shock assault sword there. shock assault yes yeah yeah my stroke yeah jumped she she's definitely become more prominent as time has gone on um especially with um sword base now because sword base is a place where you want last activation and you and if you play your hand too early you can really get punished yeah. And Nebula is a way where you can get influence over who gets last activation without having to without interacting with the objective in a way that could play your hand too early. 
Yeah. I love Nebula. I'm very excited to see where Nebula kind of starts falling with with a lot of the changes. Um, Guardians? Yeah, Guardians specifically. I mean, Nebula kind of seemed like it was always there, but I think she's going to be the, honestly, the Okoye of the Guardians at this point. Like, it's going to be an auto-take. I I like New Rocket a lot. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't think Rocket needed to get changed, so I'm I still kind of I forget. didn't either. Yeah, but I do like the changes because now he no longer stuff. dies to Groot. Right. Yeah. If there's one thing that Tim loves doing, it's hucking stuff at uh, small animals. So it oh, I makes, do like hitting people with other people. It's yeah. Real fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it makes a lot of sense. I do think it makes a lot of sense, but you can still just punch him in the face. You know what I mean? Like he's still I was well, like he it. he still gets cover. Right. And you can deploy one of your rerolls onto him to keep him alive, and suddenly you're getting a double reroll and cover on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to roll skulls for those anyway, so the cover won't even help me. But <laughs> this is why you want to put Rocket and Red Warriors. Defensive reroll, take yep. care of the skulls. That's very true. Still gets his cover, so you can actually use the cover to convert one of the skulls because you can modify and reroll skulls. I never put that together either. Uh, that's because you've never played Web Warriors with Miles Morales. Uh, that's not true. I did it once because you told me I hadn't. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, whatever makes you whatever makes you so bad, man. Um, I like I like all of these lists. I have thoroughly enjoyed this episode because I th- feel like I have actually discovered this game for the first time. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I've so haven't well. just been. Pl- I've been playing a totally different game. Literally, I got taken to school. You know what I mean? I got served <laughs> lunch and it was delicious. I enjoyed this so very much. I think the the part that you'll have enjoyed the most out of this experience is that I'm getting a whole bunch of new stuff to do to other people. Yes, You're yes, very much so. I thoroughly enjoy when you ruin other people's days, but yeah. not mine specifically. Yes, it's it's why it's why you're my contractually obligated best friend. That's true. That's how it works around here. Yeah, I just I have a deep well of jank. I love the jank. I am a big fan of the jank. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, Lexa, where can everybody find you on the internet? Where can they find your show? In the wise words of professional wrestler Adam Cole, get your shit in. Ah, I could. You have brought up wrestling, and now <laughs> that's a that's a different show that we're going to record later. I promise. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but um, you can find my podcast on Podbean at MorlocksMCP at uh, .podbean.com. I think that's right. I don't have to shout that one out because I'm usually doing this stuff at the end of an episode of Morlocks. That's fair. Um, but you can also support the show at uh, patreon.com slash Alexa White, where I not only it not only supports my um, uh marvel crisis protocol content but it also supports my arkham horror the card game content that i do at twitch.tv slash games where me and my friend codab sit down and test out custom investigators and player cards oh cool um and then it also supports i do independent television review in my spare time and on uh you get a bonus podcast uh twice a month of me talking about tv on my patreon as well as access to the Morlocks Discord server, which is a lot of fun. And you get to see my fun creations that I've been working on with the Versus Capcom expansion that I mentioned earlier. 
um, and a whole lot of other stuff. And then, of course, also I mentioned earlier, uh, every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzies, I am playing board games with my friends. What's the last um, TV show review you did for the Patreon? Uh, so it's, it's, I split it up into two things. So, uh, one part of the month I do, um, just a general recap of everything I've been watching. That's at the start of the month. And then at the middle of the month, I have a guest on to do a specific show deep dive. Um, so for October, I sat down with Abby, AKA AJP2, who's a well-known figure in the Marvel Crisis Protocol community, as she is the accuser and, and kind of TO for the, uh, Oceanic Bracket. Uh, and we talked about the Nancy Drew TV show, which I utterly love and have been reviewing each individual episode of oh. as it comes out for the new season. Hell yeah. I adore that. I absolutely, I love that. I love that show. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Have and you been watching season three? No, I haven't. I, I, I wait for it all to come out and then I can kind of binge it and watch it because otherwise I, I lose track and fall <laughs> off. But I absolutely, I absolutely adore that. Tim doesn't like CW stuff. It's a whole thing. Anyway, uh, he's a um, monster. Yes, yeah, but yeah. this upcoming month, I am sitting down with my friend Josh, who's a notable kit person in a different community I'm part of, the This Is Rad community. Uh, and we are going to be talking about Batman Beyond. Oh, hell yeah. All right. All right. You might you might get a patron for a month uh, because I I have gone on. I absolutely adore Batman Beyond. I <laughs> feel like it was much of a sleeper. Um, the only one who I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so it's I think it's better than the animated series by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I am not as big on the animated series as most people because I did not grow up with it. Uh, the Batman I grew up with was The Batman, which was a weird show that I adore still to this day. So good. Is that the Dietrich Bader one? No, that was Batman Brave and Bold. Oh, okay. uh, the Batman was like, it was a WB kids show that was on towards so the it end was- of its run. So it was uh, during the era, because this uh, ran alongside G.I. Joe Sigma 6, mm-hmm. and it was during the era of Western animation studios realizing anime was popular and kind of trying to do the anime art style with Western properties. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, it looked very, the art style was very similar to like Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like Which, scribbly. Another like, great show. Love that. Another show. great show. Love that show. Um, but I have also done episodes on uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is another great show. Um, I have done episodes on the uh, 2003 one season Birds of Prey live action TV show. Oh, wow. I haven't thought about that in a hot minute. I forgot that was a thing. It. Uh, I, I So it's, it's the secret is I am secretly a DC person way more than a Marvel person. Fair. That's fair. Um, it's in the comic books. I think DC is known for taking big swings, um, while Marvel really plays it safe. And I prefer saying, even if they fail, the big swings. Also, I'm always more of a TV than a movie person, and I think DC does better TV by Absolutely. like a mile. Yeah, I do. um, I agree. As Marvel people, yeah, uh, that yeah, yep, that's fair. Yep. And then uh, also, I've done an episode on Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. I love Scooby. The one where Velma gets a girlfriend as Ooh. much as they could in 2010. 
Yeah, I do remember that episode. That was a that was a great episode. Oh, it's for like half a season. Yeah, it was it was super. I they took a lot of interesting uh, directions with Scooby Doo during that era. That like just I love it. Yeah, it was super good, and I I don't feel like it gets enough credit for all of the the range of Scooby Doo. How good it, how good that era was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, in that era, we got the introduction of the Hex Girls, who is a big moment in lesbianism. Yep. 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 That is a that is that uh, you would know from TikTok. That blows that every time um, people reference that one. I'll send you the clip later. Anyway, okay. uh, you know the clip because I've sent it to you like a million times. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Uh, oh, man. I OK. You gotta, I could go you on new, about TV all day. this month, apparently, because I'm going to go binge all of this. Thank uh-huh. you all for joining us once again. I, of course, have been Chuck. For Tim, Lexa, we say, what do I say? Here? Oh, I just say bye, right? I don't have yeah. a sign off. Yeah, okay. Bye. I forget sometimes. <laughs>